Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Sunday, February 4th. On today's show, a Russian astronaut is set to break the record for the most time spent in space, while the James Webb Space Telescope makes a rare detection of two exoplanets orbiting dead stars. Plus, the Space Force is sending one of its guardians to space for the first time in its history. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with an exciting update from the world of space exploration. Russian cosmonaut Oleg Kononenko is on track to set a world record for the longest duration of space flights, with nearly two and a half years in total. This surpasses the previous record held by his compatriot Gennady Padalka. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this achievement? Certainly, David. Kononenko, who is the commander of the Russian space state agency Roscosmos Cosmonaut Corps, is currently on his fifth space flight. By the time this expedition concludes on September 23rd, he will have logged 1,110 days in space. This surpasses the previous record of 878 days, 11 hours, 29 minutes, and 48 seconds held by Gennady Padalka. That's quite an achievement. Can you tell us more about Kononenko's journey to this record? Kononenko began his training at the age of 34 as part of the group of cosmonauts selected for the International Space Station, ISS, program. His first space flight was on April 8, 2008, as part of the 17th main expedition of the ISS, and he returned to Earth on October 24, 2008. The ISS is one of the few international projects where the United States and Russia still cooperate closely. Can you elaborate on this? Yes, despite the strained relations between the two countries, particularly since Russia's invasion of Ukraine nearly two years ago, the ISS remains a beacon of international cooperation. In fact, Roscosmos announced in December that a cross-flight program with NASA to the ISS has been extended until 2025. Thanks for those insights, Bella. Speaking of space, let's move on to a potentially groundbreaking discovery made by the James Webb Space Telescope, or JWST. It has detected two exoplanets, or extrasolar planets, orbiting two different white dwarfs, or dead stars. This discovery is significant as it could provide insights into the future of our own solar system. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Space. That's right, David. The JWST's detection of these exoplanets is significant for a couple of reasons. Firstly, these planets bear a strong resemblance to Jupiter and Saturn, the gas giants in our solar system. Secondly, the white dwarfs they orbit could be seen as analogs to the future of our Sun. When our Sun eventually transforms into a white dwarf, it's likely to destroy the inner solar system planets, possibly even as far out as Jupiter. So in essence, this discovery could be giving us a glimpse into the future of our own solar system. Exactly. As Susan Mullally, lead author of the research and an astronomer at the Space Telescope Science Institute, puts it, this offers our first chance to see what a planetary system looks like after its star dies. The planets were observed by the JWST's mid-infrared instrument as they orbit the white dwarfs. One exoplanet candidate is located at a distance from its white dwarf host that's equal to about 11.5 times the distance between the Earth and the Sun. The other candidate sits further from its dead stellar parent, 
at a distance of about 34.5 times the separation between our planet and star. And what about the masses of these planets? The masses of the planets are currently uncertain, with estimates ranging from one to seven times that of Jupiter, the most massive planet, it, massive planet in our solar system. If these planets are confirmed, they could provide direct evidence that planets like Jupiter and Saturn can survive the death of their host star. What does this discovery tell us about the fate of the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter when the Sun dies? The white dwarfs at the heart of this discovery are polluted with elements heavier than hydrogen and helium, which astronomers call metals. This could hint at what will happen to the bodies in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter after the Sun dies. It's suspected that the giant planets cause the metal pollution by driving comets and asteroids onto the surface of the stars. This means that any asteroids that do survive the death of the Sun could find themselves pelted at its corpse by Jupiter and Saturn. This is certainly a rare scientific achievement. Can you tell us more about how these exoplanets were detected? Yes, indeed. These exoplanets were directly imaged by the JWST, which means the light produced by the planets themselves was captured. This is a rare occurrence as the light from a planet at such vast distances is usually overwhelmed by the intense light from that planet's parent star. By directly imaging these planets, the JWST has opened up the possibility of studying these worlds further. Scientists can now start investigating things like the composition of the planet's atmospheres and directly measure their masses and temperatures. Thanks for that fascinating discovery, Celeste. Speaking of space, in a historic move, the U.S. Space Force is set to send its first member, referred to as a guardian, into space. USSF caller Nick Haig will pilot a NASA mission to the International Space Station as early as August. Joining him on the Crew-9 mission will be two NASA astronauts and a Russian cosmonaut. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this mission and its significance? Certainly, David. This is a landmark moment for the U.S. Space Force, which is only four years old and the youngest among the U.S. military branches. Colossa Nick Haig, who transferred from the Air Force to the Space Force in 2021, will be the first Guardian to go into space. The mission will be aboard the Dragon, a SpaceX spacecraft, and upon arrival at the ISS, Haig will serve as a flight engineer. The crew will conduct a wide range of operations and research activities during their more than six-month mission. What kind of research activities are we talking about here? The core mission on the space station is to perform science experiments and collect data. The International Space Station provides a unique platform in microgravity, which allows researchers from around the world to explore and discover processes that could significantly impact the behavior of our bodies and the environment, both on Earth and off-planet. So, the research could span a wide range of scientific fields. This will be Haig's first launch as a USSF Guardian, but it's not his first time in space, correct? That's correct, David. This will be Haig's third launch in total. His previous experiences in space will undoubtedly be valuable for this mission. And how does this mission tie into the broader role of the Space Force? Well, the Space Force plays a critical role in supporting NASA's human spaceflight program. From GPS satellites that underpin our station navigation systems to space domain awareness sites around the globe that help NASA prevent orbital debris from colliding with the space station, 
to the launch range that the crew will use when they lift off. All these are supported by the Guardians of the Space Force. This mission is a testament to that support and the growing role of the Space Force. Thanks for that report, James. Speaking of space exploration, let's turn our attention to the James Webb Space Telescope, which has recently captured images of 19 spiral galaxies. These images, released by the team of scientists behind the Physics at High Angular Resolution in nearby Galaxy S, or FANGS, project, offer new insights into star formation, galaxy structure, and evolution. We have our Simply Space correspondent with us to delve into this further. Can you tell us more about these galaxies and their significance? Certainly, David. The closest of these 19 galaxies, NGC 5068, is about 15 million light years from Earth, while the most distant, NGC 1365, is about 60 million light years away. The James Webb Space Telescope, launched in 2021, has been instrumental in shaping our understanding of the early universe. Unlike the Hubble Space Telescope, which examines the universe mostly at optical and ultraviolet wavelengths, the Webb Telescope looks at the universe mainly in the infrared. And what can we learn from these new observations? The observations from Webb's near-infrared camera and mid-infrared instrument show about 100,000 star clusters and potentially billions of individual stars. According to Thomas Williams, an astronomer at the University of Oxford, these data are crucial as they provide a new perspective on the earliest phase of star formation. Stars are born within dusty clouds that block out light at visible wavelengths, which the Hubble Space Telescope is sensitive to. But these clouds light up at the JWST wavelengths. This phase is not well understood, making these observations particularly valuable. What about the structure of these galaxies? Can we learn anything about that? Indeed, about half of spiral galaxies, like our Milky Way, have a straight structure, or bar, extending from the center to which the spiral arms attach. The prevailing theory is that galaxies form from the inside out, expanding over their lifetimes. These images allow scientists to determine the structure of the dust and gas clouds from which stars and planets form at an unprecedented level of detail. How do these observations from the Webb Telescope build on those from the Hubble Space Telescope? Eric Rosolowski, an astronomer at Canada's University of Alberta, explains that while the Hubble telescope allowed us to see the starlight from galaxies, some of the light was blocked by the dust of galaxies. This limitation made it difficult to understand certain aspects of how a galaxy operates as a system. However, with Webb's view in the infrared, we can see through this dust to observe stars behind and within the enshrouding dust, providing a more complete picture. Fascinating indeed. That was Simply Space correspondent Michael shedding light on the latest images captured by the James Webb Space Telescope. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>